And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, Civilized Barking, Zach Jackson here. Uh, We are not quite to mid-June, we are in June. We are at the end of Brown's OTAs. There hasn't been a lot to see. Um, next week is the mandatory minicamp. That means full squad minicamp. Every indication is the Browns are going to get minimum two days of practice in. Every indication is that all the Browns guys are going to be there. Everybody healthy enough to be on the practice field will be participating uh, to some level. That's exciting. Uh, it marks the end of the offseason program. You know, Not as strange as last year. There has been uh, decent participation, specifically across the defensive side. Um, for the on-field workouts, guys, I keep telling you, relax. The offensive linemen are in the meetings. Baker is in communication with Alex Van Pelt, with Kevin Stefanski. Meeting attendance is good. They know the playbook. Um, a lot of the skill guys are in Austin right now working out with Baker. The O-linemen have been working out together almost every day. This is a deep team. brings the whole offense back. The whole coaching staff is back. Like They're going to be fine. But um, mandatory minicamp marks the end of the offseason. From there, it's about five full weeks to July 27th, and all indications are that it's the start of a full training camp, Um, three preseason games, not four, two joint practices with the Giants ahead of the second one. You know, we don't know full details on getting you guys to camp. Will the Browns have a stadium practice? Will they take the show on the road? I think some of that is in limbo. Um, You know, there's still a little bit of uncertainty with everything in the world and in the NFL world, but... For Kevin Stefanski, for the Browns coaches and for the Browns players, they're planning on having a more full camp, uh, having an interactive as possible camp, letting you guys get there, letting you tune in. So um, one thing, um, the last time we did this podcast, I had Robert Mays on, my coworker at The Athletic, one of the best writers and uh, most knowledgeable NFL people that that there is um, on his show, The Athletic Football Show. Um, and I believe it's by the time you'll listen to this. It'll his he did an interview this week with Andrew Barry, the Browns GM. So when you're done listening to this, I encourage you to go um, and find that. So uh, again, we're we're at the end here. Today was the open OTA, so I just thought I'd take this opportunity to um, you know share some observations. There's not a whole lot to see to kind of talk about what's going on and maybe answer some mailbag questions. So. You know, right off the top, guys, to me, the story is not the Kelly Brownson thing. Um, you know, disturbing what, what the BAC was, and obviously a mistake, and, and, you know, she's become a prominent name. Um, the Browns put a lot of trust in her, and she let them down. But, you know, we're talking football here, and, you know, you can't win championships in May and June, uh, or even August or September. But to see Greedy Williams and Grant Delpit on the field going through almost all the drills, to see Grant Delpit wearing no visible wrap, brace, anything. You know, to see Greedy Williams from last week be clearly limited and held back to then this week being in there, that's progress. And so how how are things going to go with those guys? 
you know, are they really caught up mentally and physically? Can they stay physically healthy and help this team? You know, how much time did they really lose and where do they fit in this remade, supposedly completely versatile, you know, much improved defense? I don't know. I do know that to see them out there wearing helmets, going through drills, getting coached up, um, that's a confidence barrier. You know, that that's a sign. Obviously, the Browns are, are now finally run by smart people. If, if the doctors didn't say go on those guys, then Kevin Stefanski and Joe Woods wouldn't have them out there, quite frankly. So just in terms of numbers, in terms of depth, um, last year the secondary ran out of dudes. Quite frankly, they ran out of talent, and no lead was safe. And this year, we know it started with John Johnson and Troy Hill, and then Greg Newsom and JOK, who's not a safety, but he looks like one. Um, you know, and then getting Delpit and Williams back, and all of a sudden, now you're at eight, nine, ten real NFL players. So, you know, the way it shakes out, you would think Greedy competes with Greg Newsom for the number two cornerback job, with Troy Hill kind of being the insurance policy possibly the starting slot corner, you know, uh, a guy you can rotate in. Um, Troy Hill's a really good player, guys. He's tiny. He's going to be 30. Um, you know, Grease coming off the injury. Newsom is barely 21 years old. He's getting his feet wet. So um, keep Denzel Ward healthy. You'll be fine. And, you know, I, I think Greg Newsom is going to prove to be a really good draft pick over time. You know, what do you expect from Greg Newsom early in this year? I don't know. But if you get a healthy Greedy Williams, if you get a motivated Greedy Williams, we know Greedy Williams has talent. We know he has one year of experience. It didn't go all that well. And he got last year taken away from him. Um, now maybe the draft pick took his job away from him, and you're going to see him fight for this job. So, you know, same with Delpit. Um, high expectations for him. We heard base, Joe Woods basically come out and say, we don't have another guy that can do the things that he can do. So, you know, with the Achilles, I'm sure – once they start going full speed, because they're not doing that, once they're hitting, um, once Grand Delpit has to go through three or four straight days, you know, we'll see how it all goes. But by the time camp starts, he'll be at like 49 weeks or so from the injury. He's been here rehabbing with the Browns trainers, you know, soaking up everything from his veteran teammates and from the coaches. And, you know, he's an option. His injury led to trading for Ronnie Harrison, which was a really good trade for a fifth round pick. Can Delp be better? You know, can they design packages to get him on the field? Does he just make – yes, talented players make make the team better. Guys, the Browns have a lot of talent. They have a lot of talent, um, and these are exciting times. And I hope that when July and August roll around that as many of you as possible can get out there and see. I don't know what the details will be on that. I would assume they're going to incorporate at least one stadium practice to get more people in there, you know, get, get – um, they're going to feel the buzz, basically. You know, that was the shame of last year, that, that people couldn't really be there. The players and the coaches couldn't, not that the coaches have time or the players do during the season, to really feel the city come alive and really feel the energy with only 12,000 left in the games or, you know, allowed in the games and nobody allowed at training camp and guys not allowed to leave their houses and condos during the week. Um, so the Browns are back. I think, you know, the expectations are warranted. Let's not act like that every question is answered. Let's not act like there are no weaknesses on this team. Um, but, you know, this is a good team. This is a top 10 offense um, that brings everybody back, right? The best O-line coach in the game, maybe the best O-line in the game, the best running back duo in the game, the NFL coach of the year. 
a quarterback who had a slow start and a strong finish, Odell Beckham Jr., <laughs> like Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's 22 years old. Um, you know, they're, they're healthy. They're they're in good spirits, and we'll see. So, you know, on defense, I don't know how many new starters it'll be. You know, I, I got a feeling 15 or 16 guys are going to be considered starters. We'll see what happens, you know, with the defensive line. Um, but the names we've gone over in the secondary, you know, the talent level should be much greater. The playmaking level should be much greater. And with those things and with the versatility that attracted them to Delpit, that attracted them to JOK, right, that attracted them to Troy Hill, to Jadavian Clowney, um, they'll have a lot of options. Jacob Phillips. Oh, my gosh, guys. Jacob Phillips. Big, fast freak. 22 years old. Saw him a little bit last year. Um, didn't see a lot of him. You know, I think some of it was by design. Some of it, he had a couple minor injuries that cost him a week or two early. And when you're a rookie, that's valuable time. You fall behind. But they put him out there, and he was the biggest, fastest linebacker on the team. He should only be more comfortable. He should only be better. So this is a group that has every right to improve greatly. This is a group that needs to improve greatly. Um, and we'll see. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You know, like I said, I, I'm not going to get into OTAs at all. Kevin Stefanski said, you know, we are not practicing hard. We are going at a teaching tempo here. We, we are instructing the young guys. We're getting them comfortable. Um, and we're coaching who we have here, right? And like... Last week, it was like Miles is there. Ooh, well, today, Miles wasn't there. There was an undrafted rookie playing his spot. I feel confident that when August rolls around, Miles can can beat that guy out. I, I think the Browns um, are, are going to be okay. So, um, from Stefanski today on the rookies, and again, this is about six, eight hours after practice ended. Uh, the rookies are doing a nice job. They're going at their own pace. We understand everybody's different. Some guys are spending more time in the playbook. Some guys are spending time out there on the field, extra time. 
As you can imagine, I'm not going to single anybody out, but I'll just tell you as a class, I've been really pleased with the work that those guys uh, are putting in. So, um, yeah, this is, you know, next week's the mini camp, and they're not going to go pedal to the metal. They don't need to. Guys are going to see everybody. Um, not just the experience on the O-line, but the brains on the O-line. It means they're going to pick up things easily. And they didn't have any – that's what I keep stressing – They did not have any of this last year, any of this last year. So they're already ahead. Then they played a full season plus two games, all this adversity, right? They weren't ready for week one. Nobody in the world expected them to be ready for week one. And then they peeled off four wins in the four games that followed week one. I think they got ready. I think they know what they're doing, guys. Like, and they're bringing the whole offense back. So, um, here's what Stefanski said basically about what's going on out there. Uh, and again, it just goes to my point that there's nothing worth arguing about. He said, the rules are made so this is a passing camp, so to speak. With the guys just in helmets, the old days of having full speed team drills and guys getting knocked around and getting helmets in the shoulders, we are not doing that. We go at a pace that is conducive to teaching and conducive to learning. And then seven on seven is really where you're getting a bulk of the work done. The technique work done is during the individual drills, which have been outstanding. Again, the guys are working really hard. That is something we want to make sure that we're being smart about player safety. You don't want to lose anybody. You want to get guys reps, but you want to get them looks. They go in seven on seven. It's at 75 or 80% speed and they can coach Greg Newsom hands on, right? Troy Hill and John Johnson can coach Greg Newsom, and the coaches can coach Greg Newsom hands-on. You know, Greedy and Delpit just going through the drills, getting their feet wet. That's a big deal. Jacob Phillips, as I mentioned, second year, that's a big deal. You know, this is standard football procedure, but one thing I noticed, um, safeties and linebackers going through a lot of the same drills early in practice. Well, you only have so many guys, you only have so many coaches, but we're going to see this defense evolve, right? Um, You know, they're not going to come out and say it. The goal was not just to get better on defense. The goal was to get better equipped to play against Baltimore and to play against Kansas City. And those are two different, very different challenges. But guys like JOK, guys like John Johnson, they can play different positions. Somebody's got to guard Travis Kelsey. And that's not hard. Or that's not easy. We saw what he did to Denzel Ward last year, right? Somebody's got to guard Mark Andrews. Somebody's got to spy Lamar at times, right? Um, you got to tackle, you got to do all these things. So the Browns are getting better athletes and better players and feel like they'll be prepared. And as they evolve and they'll, they'll find roles, they'll find ways to maximize the talent. Um, there's a certain, Andrew Barry kind of says this on the Robert Mays podcast. There's a certain way you want to play, right? And Joe Woods lays that out and Stefanski signs off on it and Barry and all the scouts go do it. But then there's the understanding of you only have so many guys. And so you need guys to do different things. So it's not only a quality quantity thing, but there's only so many Miles Garrett's in the world. Well, you got one. There's not many Denzel Wards in the world. You got one. So you go find other guys that can line up and evolve and be versatile. And the Browns feel really good. They feel really good about the vibes they've had this offseason, about the work that they've done. And we'll see. So it's, you know, it's not a straight line. Um, there will be unforeseen things. Guys will get hurt. Guys will underperform. You know, will they miss Sheldon Richardson? Um, you know, we'll see, you know, do they trust a rookie corner? Um, if he needs to be out there for whatever reason, we'll see. He's a talented rookie corner. Um, 
you know, <laughs> we'll see. I'm scrolling through some, some asking Jackson questions right now. Um, question from Justin, how many games before we can properly evaluate the Joe Woods defense? You know, Justin, that's interesting. It's certainly not one with Kansas city, although that's a really big game. Um, the Browns don't play division game until week eight. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I think that Halloween Steelers is week eight. You know, it's a lot like last year. It's a brutal opener. Then it's a couple games you can win and you have to win. They play Houston. They play the bears. So can we fairly evaluate anybody before week six? I don't know. That's probably an argument all in itself. Um, but can we say that we trust Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski know what they're doing right now? Yes. And can we say that three weeks, five weeks in, even if the Browns aren't 3-0, 5-0? Sure. So so I think in that four to six range, and certainly at eight, which is natural. Although, gosh, I'm getting old. I forgot they're 17. So, yeah. So give me week five, week six, Justin, and, and we'll see. Um they don't play Baltimore until after the bye week. You know, there will be different challenges. Uh, and it's not like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are the only two talented cats that, that they face. But, um, yeah, that, that early October window is where I really want to dig in and see, okay, now he's had games to do this. So where who's really good? Um, where are teams attacking them? Is Miles just wrecking teams the way he did last October? And we'll see. Uh, question from Chris. Is there any concern that Miles Garrett's COVID battle will linger into this season? Right now, no. I wrote about this last week. Miles spoke after the first open OTA. He said he's good. He said he was bad. Um, he wishes that on no one, but he said he's done all the work. He's taken all the proper protocols. Doctors say there's no issue. He feels like there's no issue. Um, and this is a guy, look, he has to go crush that that sack record. It's his own fault. Um, that he didn't get 14 and a half, the franchise sack record. That's what I'm talking about. Um, two years ago when he got suspended for the end of the year. And then last year he, he said COVID affected him. And, and I think you watch closely or maybe not even that closely. You can tell that it did, but you're getting a healthy miles Garrett and the Browns need him, um, to be dominant. Uh, Chris had another question and, um, the risk of rambling too long. I want to go with this one. So a new cap ceiling was agreed to for 2022. That's obviously not what the cap will set at, but does that number and the huge jump it could represent affect how extensions happen this year or next? So, yeah, so obviously the cap was down a little bit um, and it's going to, to go up probably significantly for 2022. And then even more significantly for 2023, Chris and everyone um, when the new TV deals kick in and that's significant for the Browns because they're not pinching pennies, but guys, they had to cut Sheldon Richardson, right? They they are up against the cap. The um, the number that they have eighteen or twenty million, you know, after after all the uh, the rookies are signed, basically represents a little bit of wiggle room if they wanted to make one move, but it but it gives them the room to start extending their own guys. And you know, Clowney is on a one year deal that is structured as a four year deal with voidable years. He's not the only guy in that situation you know they they still owe serious money to jack conklin to austin hooper um to john johnson after this year you know um so th this is this is what you do and and i don't think andrew barry every single night stays awake and says what are we going to do with the cap but when you have a good team and the browns do and you're looking at having to sign your quarterback and your right guard and your corner and your running back and trying to keep this o-line together and hoping this defense works out. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, listen, the Browns would love for Clowney to kick ass at, at eight or ten million and and have to pay him more the next year. Is that going to happen? I don't know, but you know, you're hoping for these kind of good problems, first world problems, and the cap is an issue with the Cleveland Browns. Don't tell me that the cap is fake. You can always use it like a credit card and spin it forward. You can always adjust contracts and make small decisions. But to keep your good players, it's real. I mean, the the Falcons had to trade Julio Jones because they did not have enough cap room to even sign their own rookies. Right, guys? So, like, the cap is real. Um, And and look, the the Browns are good. I've mentioned that. So, You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Question from Mark. Uh, Barrian Stefanski seem hesitant to comment on the level of encouragement on progress of any rehabbing players any word on those guys particularly Delpit and Beckham now this was sent before we had open OTAs Um, no word from Odell he posts on Instagram he looks like Odell Beckham he's running he's jumping he's catching footballs he has like Um, 0.12 percent body fat Um, you know I never really doubted him in his rehab how does he fit how does it all go we'll see Delpit being on the practice field um, going at his own tempo, but being in uniform and going through drills is huge. As I mentioned, greedy being out there um, is huge. So when when they come to camp, guys, like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Other than maintenance, which you, you need to do, I think Chris Hubbard is maybe the only guy that, that's not going to be signed off on to go. And maybe he will be by then. Um you know, Odell got hurt in late October, so late July would be nine months. So maybe he won't be day one ready to go. Uh, but like I said, Instagram says he might be. So um, exciting times. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading. Uh, I would love to tell you um, that there's a whole bunch to see at OTAs. There's there's just not. I can tell you that Felton, the, the last draft pick, has been working with the receivers. And I thought today in the little bit that I saw and the little bit that was resembled a live period, he looked like a guy who's more confident now than he was three weeks ago, and that's what you want out of your rookies. I can tell you when you look at James Hudson, that's a large human being. He's playing right tackle right now, and the Browns have one. They have a damn good one. But some point along the way, and probably this year, they're going to need James Hudson for a game or a month or for the season. Um, the Browns drafted him for a reason. They believe in him. They'll coach him up, right, and we'll see. So um, high expectations beat the hell out of the alternative, getting nervous and excited for games. Rather than draft picks, that's good too. This is Civilized Barking. We talk Browns. I write Browns all the time on The Athletic. I hope you're subscribed. I appreciate you listening. Review, share, all that fancy stuff. Talk to you soon.